It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Vladdy has got the bag. We're going to break it all down next. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. So, I mean, we knew it was coming today. We knew it was happening, but it was still like one of those things where I opened up my phone and I'm like, ooh. Ooh, some Blue Jays news, right? Um, Vlad has uh, won his arbitration deal. Uh, I put out a tweet about it uh, this, you know, late this afternoon, uh, early evening. Uh, check that out if you guys want to. Braden Five, Iwasco, uh, Carter will probably have something up on his as well. Carter first two. Uh, it might just be a repost of mine because that would be sick. <laughs> yeah, just have to get uh, your uh, Twitter, the uh, the likes and the retweets, everything. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to, help. yeah, um, of course. But so for 2024, Vlad will be making $19.9 million. So it goes on. The, the Jays offered him 1805 or not offered him, but that was their, their bid for arbitration. Our, uh, Vladdy's bid was the 19.9. And it turns out today, which I think we all saw coming, that Vladdy did win the deal. Um, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Do, you. do you honestly think that this was... I don't want to say worth it because I think everybody knows Vladdy's worth it. And if you had to pay him more, you were going to pay him more. But if, if looking at just the numbers themselves, is it worth 19.9 for you? Based off of last season, I want to say no, honestly. I mean, like a 2.0 war guy, I it just, he didn't do enough to move the needle for me. Like he's now he's making on this chase team. I believe it's the fourth most on this roster with uh, just, I think it's Springer, Gosman and uh, Chris Bassett who's just above him. So with, for a guy that had a 2.0 war, hit 264, 159 hits, 26 home runs, which is tied for 38th in the league, by the way, uh, and OPS is 788, like, it's it's not enough. And, I mean, it's good that they did get this deal done, but now Vladdy is a free agent in 2025. So this is the last year of his deal. So this is a huge prove-it year for him. And it's going to be interesting to see, because we've always talked about if they had to choose one, like, there's obviously there's – going to be have to be a lot of money located to uh Boba Shett, Vladimir Guerrero, uh Kirk, Varshall, all these guys coming off of arbitration. They're going to have to make the move on Vladdy first, kind of forcing his hand, or forcing Ross Atkins' hand. So it's going to be cool to see who they end up uh going with and if they do end up trying to lock up both Boba Shett and uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah, I think I I'm, I think it's worth it to be honest. Um I think after seeing this offseason and seeing that we were going to offer Shohei in the ballpark of $700 million, uh, I think spending a little bit extra, lock up Vlad, make sure he's here. I, I think that's the way I'm leaning. And before, I know I did say, I think a couple episodes ago, or whenever we talked about Vladdy's arbitration details, um, I did say I don't think it's, I, I don't think, or I think it should have been the 1805 or 16, uh, 1805, sorry. Um, but, I, I think either way, you're happy with this. You, you get Vladdy, right? And I think he's going to have a bounce back here. I know we talked about this. It's pretty, you know, there's, I, we think, you know, or maybe it's just hopefulness that we think that these guys are going to bounce back. Um, 
but I, I, at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, one point, whatever, eight, five million. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Well, you compare it to last year and you're not paying Vladdy for what he did last year. You're paying for what Vladdy could be. Yeah. And you see it in 2021, you see what he could do. And yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to lose that relationship, especially when he only has one year left on his deal. So it was interesting to me that they did decide to do uh, this arbitration case. But comparing this to a little bit of other players throughout the league that uh, have gone under arbitration, Pete Alonso uh, got $20.5 million, so pretty much half a million dollars more than Vladdy. But he hit for 217 average, 123 hits, 46 home runs, and 118 RBI. So a 3.2 war player. Obviously, way more home runs than Vladdy. He's driving in runs. He's again. You're not paying Pete Alonso for his average. You're paying him to drive the ball far. You're paying him to absolutely smack the hell out of the baseball. And you need him to drive in runs. And that's one thing Vladdy didn't really do last year. Another guy is uh, Luis Arias, who we actually talked about earlier this week on this podcast. He only filed for twelve million, and the Marlins countered that with ten point six. Obviously, you're not getting like the home runs or like the the power bat from Arias, but for a guy that won the NL batting title last year, I mean, $12 million sounds like a great deal in that aspect. The thing with Vladdy, uh, you're go- you have to, as Jays fans, you have to keep expecting this bounce back. It's tough to just, just keep kind of crapping on him and uh, giving him the short end of the stick. We need Vladdy to be good for this team to be good. Yeah, I agree. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's, we're paying Vladdy for what he could be. And I think at the end of the day, we have to think, okay, if if Vladdy becomes what we want him to become, this is a steal. He could be one of the best players in this league. So I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, we keep talking about it, throwing it around. Um, and, and I know that I saw people on Twitter doing the same thing of like, is he worth this? It should have only been the 1805. And it's, it's like, I don't know, come on. Like we got we to gotta think about this realistically in the sense of, Player salaries are going up. And if you want an all-star player like Vladdy, you're going to have to pay for him. And I don't mind paying, you know, 19.9. We're not paying Shohei 700 million over the next 10 years. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine for me. Honestly, like this arbitration, I feel like we both knew where this was going to go. It was more just like a wait for the announcement type of thing, but it is cool. It, it is cool when something like this happens because a little bit when these arbitration stuff come out, it's almost like, okay, we're, we're only a couple weeks away from spring training. And it sort of gets you in like that mindset of, okay, baseball's back. Baseball's back. So, yeah. And with the, with the predict predictions of Vladdy's arbitration contract, they had him at 20.5 million. So him winning his arbitration case, it's not really surprised me. Maybe he was in there, uh, like throwing the MLB cover kind of at them as well. Like, Hey, like I was on the MLB cover, man. Like you gotta, you gotta help me out here. Like, obviously I'm worth it. They wouldn't put me on the cover for no reason. But uh, just looking at Vladdy's uh, feeling last year too, that it's weird because he won a gold glove in 2022 and, the stats, it's it's not horrible from the stats because, I mean, eight errors and a 9-9-1 fielding percentage. But when you look at the eye test from Vladdy in the field, he was not scooping balls he should have had. He was – and that's why stats are a little bit misleading sometimes is because a lot of the time they're going to give the throwing error to a second baseman shortstop, whoever's throwing the ball compared to a fairly easy routine play for first baseman in the MLB. So with Vlad, again, it's – it's it's definitely a tough situation because now let's see what if Vladdy hits 50 home runs this year and now you're kind of like yes we have Vladdy back but oh god we're gonna have to pay this guy like a 400 million dollar contract yeah so we're gonna kind of in an interesting place where like obviously we do want Vladdy to succeed 
but we I don't know if we necessarily want him to go and hit 60 home runs because then we're going to be forking over a huge contract. And I guess that would be a problem that I would love to have, obviously. Yeah. Vladdy being back would just be huge for this team offensively, especially when we had a team last year that was not hitting the ball very well whatsoever. So this is a make it or break it year for Vladdy, like I said before. And I'm hoping that there is a bounce back because I want to see this team actually do damage in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And to be honest with you, again, it's one of those things that it's, it's not my money. So pay him whatever you need to pay him. Get him here. Get him feeling good. You know, maybe, maybe this instills a little bit more confidence. Okay, I see. I'm making a little bit more money. I got to prove it, right? So, uh, yeah, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm all in. Let's go. Blue Jays to the moon. Uh, Vladdy, make as much money as you can possibly make and hit 1,000 home runs this year. No, that would, exactly. That would be awesome. Oh, just <laughs> I keep always think about it. We just we need Vladdy back. We need him back. Uh, for, we need Boba Shep to keep doing what he's doing. We need Alejandro Kirk to keep doing what he's doing. Hopefully, have a bounce back here. Oh, man, just the thing is the, with the Toronto Blue Jays, it's tough to get a guy that has said like he wants to be a Toronto Blue Jay his whole career, right? Yeah. And you get a superstar like Vladdy. I think you have to kind of like take that in and be like, hey, if this guy wants to be here, why are we not offering him the bank, right? Yeah. And it's tough. Like, it's, you're not going to get uh, Shohei Otani. Obviously, we didn't get Aaron Judge would be another guy that, I mean, has shown obviously no interest in Toronto. And Vladdy's upside is so big that he could be, like you said, a top 10 player in the league. So if you can lock him up for a long amount of time, you should. But this year is make it or break it for him. Yeah, I agree. And this is obviously going to determine what his contract will be at the end of next, uh, at the end of this coming year. So it's again for us it's like okay if vladdy doesn't have a complete breakout season that sucks save a little pro- ross probably saves a little bit of money right but then if vlad goes and has a breakout year or whatever great for us and i don't think ross is going to be opposed to saying here's your contract it's completely loaded up yeah i think if vladdy has that bounce back season they are not going to hesitate to pay the man whatsoever i agree so and then if Imagine, yeah, imagine the other side of the coin if he has another horrible season. I think Blue Jay fans will have their uh, pitchforks out, torches out, and we might not see Vladdy come back to the Toronto Blue Jays in 2025. It it might be interesting because maybe at that point he thinks that he needs a change of scenery or something. I I think we keep him around. I think he's going to get back to where he was. I I 100% believe that. If it's not this year, next year. because you see a little bit more of a compete level in him, um, just in some of the videos he put out, in some of the statements he's made. So it seems like there's a little bit more commitment from him and uh, committing to to trying to win. Um, but saying all that, um, as as much as I love Blue Jays news, I it's it's sort of one of those times where there's stuff going on in the NHL in sense of um, a bunch of trades because the trade deadline's coming up, Super Bowls this weekend. And uh, I think our streaming service also has uh, a bunch of information for you guys. Oh, they always do. Yeah. If you ever want to get your college uh, basketball, football, college sports in entirety, MLB, and NBA, whatever you can think of pretty much, we cover at the 24-7 Locked On Sports streaming channel. So just go to YouTube uh, and subscribe to the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. So... I said today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. And honestly, I love this app, site, whatever you want to call it. I absolutely love it because me and me and a couple guys from work uh, earlier on this NHL season, we we're like, you know what? We really, we all want to get out. We haven't been to a Jets game together. So we're like, 
all right, we're just going to buy tickets because we, we could have went to the booth, but we're like, you know what? Let's grab a couple beers, have a good time. You know, don't want to be crazy for professional. That's all the right. Time, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Let her loose yeah you got to let her loose. Um, and we definitely let her loose. And that's mostly because we got fourth row seats from the glass. And I think it was like, it was ridiculously cheap and game time absolutely sold us on it. And it was great. And what that does is it saves me some money. So instead of buying three beers, I bought six beers and uh, had an absolute blast. Um, so uh, yeah, we, we, we tell you guys, go, go check out game time. You can use our code. Um, Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your purchase. Uh, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Some cool stuff. We, you know, there's, there's some Jays news and, and baseball news that come out. And sometimes, you know, we, you know, there, there might be some more important stuff for us to cover like this flatty arbitration stuff, but, but we did want to um, sort of highlight some of the players that have been inducted into the Canadian baseball hall of fame. Um, and first of all, uh, we got, we got Jimmy key nine seasons with the blue Jays, five time all-star two time world series champ. And honestly, just, Unreal. I think this was a great add to the to the Hall of Fame. Um, then we got Ashley Stevenson, uh, Vancouver uh, uh, Canadians coach, team MVP from 2005, 2008 IBAF All-Star, 2011 Jimmy Rattlesnake Award. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds sick. Yeah, Like man. what an award name. <laughs> Honestly, you got to be showing that uh, loud and proud if you're getting the Rattlesnake Award. It, I want to see what that trophy looks like. Oh, it better be a huge snake. Yeah. And if it's not, then they did it completely wrong. She should ask for a refund. <laughs> I don't want this unless there's a giant snake on it. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Um, anyway, then we got uh, Paul Godfrey. Uh, he helped bring the, you know, the Jays to Toronto, made them what they are. I think the salary cap when he came in uh, with that with the Jays, uh, like for us, or like what our salary was, I think it up by like, like almost 100%. So like, absolute legend. So congrats to those three for getting into the Canadian Hall of Fame. Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, but then there was one other guy that got uh, inducted. Yeah, I think uh, Blue Jays fans are going to recognize this name, and that is Canadian Russell Martin. Uh, obviously, I had a huge uh, impact on the Blue Jays from uh, 2015 to 2019. Uh, was with those 2015-2016 playoff teams. Uh, was our main catcher. Obviously, we're used to like, kind of the, the dual role now of uh, our two catchers, Jano and uh, Kirk. But yeah, Martin, I mean, 
great career, honestly. Like uh, 100 or sorry, 1,416 hits, 191 home runs, an average of 248 over his career. And obviously had those seasons with the Blue Jays. With that, he had 335 hits, 66 home runs, 211 RBIs, uh, a 225. Sorry, my notes are all messed up here. OPS plus of 99 and an OPS of 735. So pretty good numbers there. Obviously, uh, Canadians on the Blue Jays are always uh, a lot more fun because they uh, have something to play for, playing for their home nation. And yeah, it just reminds me always uh, when I ever hear of like Russell Martins, uh, Troy Tulowiski's, those type of players, just takes you back to that uh, magical 2015 team. Yeah, and I mean, uh, speaking of actually cover athlete with Vladdy, Russell Martin, uh, cover athlete of MLB The Show as well. Uh, a little bit shocking at the time, I think, but awesome. And that was at the time where they would uh, put Canadians on the cover for the Canadian edition. So very, very cool. And uh, I think this is just such a fitting sort of honor for him and yeah you're 100 right when when i think russell martin you troy tulowitzki you said that name and it was like holy moly um but yeah it's that that 2015 16 season um you know just just some great years and i think russell martin's again one of those guys that we talked about last episode with the the mount rushmore's and whatever um that always sort of sticks in your head of like he's always going to be part like a part of like my childhood because that's the team i grew up watching right um so yeah, just just an outstanding pick for the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a four-time All-Star, won a gold glove, silver slugger in 2007. Uh, and that uh, 225 stat was actually his batting average. I finally there figured go. that out. Okay. Got, my, got my act together. Uh, obviously not amazing on paper, but I mean, just the impact this guy was making on the field, the yeah. presence he had in the dugout. Uh, just a great guy in general. Yeah. Uh, maybe he has a little bit of that Canadian stereotype where he's super polite and everything. Uh, and yeah, just a huge difference in that dugout. I love watching him play for Pittsburgh as well before. And just a guy, like you said, we grew up with, guy you kind of idolized uh, growing up, playing a lot of with him in the MLB The Show, yeah. stuff like that. So uh, just a great guy to have uh, in the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. What, what's hilarious is, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, me and Carter played high school baseball together. And I don't know if this was before you were on the team or not, but um, we we do this thing before every game. We go into the outfield, we do our stretches, whatever, as a team. And what we do is we'd Dallas. ask, who are you playing as today? Yeah, right? yeah, I was there for that. And uh, and I remember Dallin Wilton, uh, one of our uh, one of our buddies, said uh, it would, it would want, once in a blue moon say, uh, "I'm playing as 2015 Russell Martin." <laughs> and so it's just hilarious. Uh, just a little bit of a weird thing that when I heard Russell Martin and Troy Tulowitzki, that was what popped up because everybody would always say, uh, uh, you know, from that year of the Jays because it was impactful on all of us. I think as as Canadian kids uh, growing up watching the Blue Jays? Well, for me, like the two players that like, the two Canadians, I should say, that like I always kind of looked up to, obviously Freddie Freeman, yeah, one of the best Canadians to ever do it. And then, yeah, Russell Martin, just one of those guys. It's tough to get Canadian rep- represent- representation, sorry, tough word, and, uh, uh, in Canadian baseball. I mean, there's like Tyler O'Neill as well. Yeah. There's a few guys that are doing like very well. The Jays have some guys as well, like Jordan Romano, Zach Pop's still in the system. So once you get a good Canadian that makes like a huge difference in the MLB, it's a guy that you have to appreciate. Yeah, for sure. And 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 you're 100% right. I mean, there's uh, Freddie Freeman, one of my favorite players of all time uh, as well. Um I I didn't play much first base, so I didn't get to I didn't get to use the calling card of who you playing as today, Freddie Freeman, but um but a great guy, great hitter, um and Russell Martin. He he just embodies I think everything of what it was when when the team at that point was very serious, took every game like like it was life or death. I think Russell Martin brought did bring a little bit of that character to the team, um, you know, and especially him going out and sort of like he was one of those catchers that commanded 
the field when he was out there, right? You, he knew exactly what was going on. The whole, the whole team knew exactly what was happening. And uh, yeah, just, just an absolute great guy. Oh, he was a leader out there. You could tell just by watching leader in the dugout, uh, very good at uh, orchestrating a game, yeah. working with his pitchers to really bring out their best attributes and uh, orchestrate the best game possible for them. And just a guy that if you're struggling a little bit, he'd go out there, call time, kind of calm you down. And just a great ball player for the team. And that's why stats isn't always everything. Like the Jays, when you compare him to the other teams he played for, the Mets, the Pirates, whatever, he didn't have an amazing stat line with the Jays. But the difference he made on the field was definitely not going unnoticed. That, and you know what? I, we, we talk about this all the time. We got a comment, um, I think it was on two videos ago, when we were doing our trade talks and, and what, we, what we could see happening here. We got one sort of saying, uh, something about Espinal and and how he's better than nobody gives him any credit. And it's like baseball is a lot of statistics. There's a lot of statistics that go on in baseball. But at the end of the day, the eye test is such a huge part of it and what they bring to the team. And 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 so that was, you know, when you look at a guy compared to like Russell Martin compared to Santiago Espinal, you, there's a huge difference there. Right. And it's just the eye test, just of how they work the game and and the way they are on the field and they present themselves and. And everything to do with that, it's, it's a huge part of the game. Oh, yeah. So obviously, a little bit of a different comparison. With it. You have your catcher who is pretty much like your quarterback or yeah. the leader of uh, of the outfield and infield as well. And then you got Santiago Osmond at third base, which, uh, I mean, baseball-wise, he's not really doing a ton. Maybe he's just keeping Vladdy and Bo happy. And if that's his role, that's his role. I'll, obviously, would give him a little bit, probably too much slack uh, for how he is. I mean, 2022 All-Star, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, God. yeah, that's got, that's got to mean something. Some, somebody pull up the stats. I want to know how in the world that that happened. Whatever. You know what? Good for the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that at least we have him on the team. You know? Uh, I mean, yeah. We're, we can never say that we're going to be all-stars, unfortunately, in the MLB. Maybe uh, in uh, our high school days. You know, if I didn't break my collarbone. Oh, they always say that. Hey, oh, if my D didn't get blown out back in uh, 2011 there. Oh, geez. We'd be, we'd be laughing. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna we're gonna move on uh, from this segment here and talk about a guy that could make a huge difference in the next year uh, Blue Jays rotation coming up. So today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl week, I guess. A couple days away now. Um, closer to those who celebrate. Uh, FanDuel is America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing. Some super bets on tomorrow's episode. I will have some bets for you. I probably won't have them all figured out quite yet. Um, but what I'll do is I'll maybe make one up and tell you guys what that is. And then um, like maybe on Monday's episode or some, later or, next week. Or on, like, follow him on Twitter. You can tweet them out. That's for what you I'll do. I'll well. tweet them out. That's what I'll do. I'll tweet them out. And you guys can tell me how horrible they are. Um, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Holy, that was a mouthful today. I was just, I just kept going on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were uh, sounding like an auctioneer a little bit there, going just rifling through it. Well, you know what? When when it gets into betting, and and that's why I love having uh, FanDuel as a sponsor for this because I feel like uh, they're you know they're one of the ones. And Game Time actually today's sponsor is unbelievable. Game right. Time is awesome. FanDuel is awesome. Um, 
I, we, we don't, you don't think we hype them up enough, but they're, they're actually stuff that like we day to day use. So it's, it's, oh, it's being, being as big of sports fans as we are in general, you're always betting. We're always looking for uh, cheap tickets as well. So, I mean, it's a good thing that we have uh, these two companies available to us. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's nice to have those guys and, and game time's huge uh, for those seats as well. Um, but if you want to get to a game, are you going to see Bowden Francis on the lineup? I honestly hope so. I think uh, this year he should have a bigger impact on the team. I mean, last year, like just looking at the stats, a 173 ERA. Is that good? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. Uh, 36.1 innings pitched, so not the biggest sample size, but uh, 22 hits, seven earned runs. What I found interesting about those seven earned runs is five of those were off of home runs. So hmm. I'm not sure if they were solo shots. I'm assuming a lot of them were. Uh, if there was maybe a two-round home run mixed up in there. But he's really just only giving up runs on the big home run ball. Uh, 35 Ks and only eight walks. That's just a great ratio as well. Yeah. So a guy that has shown you time and time again in whatever role he has been put in, whether that's been opening, coming in high leverage, low leverage, one or two innings, three innings, he has done it every single time. And this is a guy that it's such a deep rotation. We always talk about this. And I honestly do think, unfortunately for him, the starting five in the rotation is kind of cemented especially with uh, those talks about Alcanoa pretty much being gifted the uh, the fifth role, even though uh, he kind of abandoned the boys last year. Yeah. And then Kikuchi, obviously, uh, having a great year beauty. as well. Yeah, beauty alert, as we like to say. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Bassett, Furios, Gosman, not even really up for discussion. If you don't put Bowden Francis, though, in this bullpen, I think you are doing this guy a major disjustice to uh, just his career, honestly. And just like, what else do you want this guy to do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He comes in, he shows us what he can do. And I, I think it's time we give him a shot. E- even if it's a, you know, a middle relief role. Um, I just want to see the guy out there, to be honest. Um, he's paid his dues. It's time. I, I think let's stop messing around. Just get him in there. Well, and then the, the problem is like Ariel Rodriguez is another guy that will be battling with them, but he's having trouble with his visa and he might need a little bit of time to develop. So having Bowden Francis as just a guy that, like I said, could literally pitch anywhere yeah. in, in, uh, in a baseball game. And yeah, that middle relief role, I don't really see anyone other than uh, Uriel Rodriguez kind of taking that away from him. So Bowden Francis, I believe that spot is yours to lose. Uh, just a great guy. Uh, a guy that's not very vocal in the dugout, but just means business, just gets his business done. Like we said, in. need that attitude, need that killer hey, attitude this he's got, year. He's got the killer mentality, and that's what exactly what we're looking for. So a guy that can make a big difference this year and maybe work his way into some higher leverage situations. Um, you know what? Uh, I, we talk we talk about pitchers and 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 all these players, and I, I really like looking at the guys who are like fighting for a spot because it, it, I think they really put on a clinic some days of of really trying to prove themselves, which I love. Um, but somebody else that's got to prove themselves um, this coming Sunday are the 49ers. Because I know we're big 49ers guys. We're going for them uh, all the way. Do you think they're winning? I have learned throughout history to not bet against Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So I actually am. I think I am going to join the betting scene this weekend and I'm going to throw on Mahomes. Or honestly, what I might do is I might just do whatever Braden does and do the opposite of that. That might not be the the worst idea. I think I can make some pretty good money that way. Yeah, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. but uh, as speaking of the Super Bowl and everything, uh, the Locked On streaming service is going to have a ton for you guys this, uh, this coming week. 
yeah, just like I said, tune in, whether you guys want to tune in at 3 a.m., 3 p.m., at noon, at midnight, whatever it is, it's always available for you. That's the great thing about it being 24-7. And just go to YouTube and subscribe to that streaming channel. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about about Francis was. Oh, sorry. Is, I skipped, uh, yeah. Sorry. That's ah, okay. Yeah. Fountain Francis, again, being disrespected by guys in the Blue Jays media. Come on. <laughs> He's going to prove everyone wrong, I think, this year. But uh, just going into a little bit of his pitch mix. Guy is 27 years old. So uh, he has, he's not the youngest guy, but I mean, definitely has his prime ahead of him. Uh, throws the four seam fastball over 50% of the time, 51.6% of the time. It's about 94 to 95 miles an hour. It's a curveball, it's 34% of the time at 74 miles per hour. And then the slider at 14.5% of the time, 85 miles per hour. So a pretty good pitch mix. Interesting pitch, pitch, pitch mix. Yeah, it's kind of like the older style, like older yeah. days uh, pitch mix. Nothing, nothing too crazy in there, but obviously very effective. And I know uh, he went on a gate 14 interview there and he said that he's obviously willing to do whatever the team needs him to do, but eventually he does want to work into that starter role. And I think with Kikuchi only being left on a one-year deal and how deep this starting rotation is and the money that Kikuchi's probably going to command. I do think if it's not this year, it will be next year that he will have a chance as a starter. Well, again, we talk about the Yario Rodriguez fight and it, and that's their plan for him as well. So this it will be interesting to see 2025 season what this Blue Jays team will look like. Hey, there's a lot of uncertainty in a lot of players. I mean, Alec Manoa, is he going to bounce back? Is Vladdy going to be on the team? Is Janel going to be back? There's a lot of uh, a lot of different ways this uh, could unfold. We do have a special guest coming on Monday's episode. Uh, we're we're going to reveal that at the beginning of our episode for tomorrow. So first thing we'll do before we get into our main topic tomorrow is we will be announcing who our special guest is for Monday. And then hopefully we'll have some of your bets ready as well. I'll, I'll do something. I'll figure something out. As always, thank you guys for watching. Uh, about 70% of you guys aren't subscribed. We are noticing that our subscriber count's going up every day, and we are very appreciative very of appreciative. that. But for the rest of you, please subscribe. It helps us out a ton. Uh, leave comments, likes. Let us know how we're doing, whether you love us or you hate us. We appreciate all the comments. Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, Carter First Two and Braden Five Velasco. Uh, I should have a TikTok up about Vladdy's arbitration coming out uh, Thursday, or Wednesday night, I guess it would be, as the day we're recording this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on Friday and have a good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.